Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to yet another version of our Genius Cast. Today's Friday. I am Jamison. I am the genius sitting solo today. Chris is out today, so you got me to listen to. We're going to get you on the right track for this upcoming week in the games. Week 8, halfway point. The season is moving along before we know what the season going to be over with. But before the season ends, we got to continue getting those Ws, continue getting that DFS money. That's the way we roll. That's the way we're hoping that you're being able to do that as well. So we're going to take a look at the Week 8 matchups. We're also going to take a look back at the Thursday night game between the Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings. A few things I took note of last night. Um, we're also going to take a look at, like, like I talked about, the upcoming uh, slate of games. Week 8, um, season moving along. If you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where our rankings are always free, have free articles on there, but we also have plenty of premium articles as well. Plenty of stuff behind the paywall, so if you're looking to get more information on season-long or DFS, definitely take a look at our season-long and DFS packages, both weekly and full season available. And we also have our mastermind chat. Again, a lot of people asking about that, how it works, what it's all about. If you have not looked into it, please give it a look on the website. What it is, it's just to have another fantasy football mind in your back pocket. You have myself in your back pocket. You have a question, I will get back to you within 24 hours. It could be a dynasty question, a trade question, a roster construction, lineup construction, Start, set, whatever it is the question you have for fantasy football, I will get back to you within 24 hours. Having some great communication with those that are, um, that are, have already signed up for that. So if you need some more information on that, definitely give us a, a, a message over on Instagram or Twitter. Be happy to kind of push you in the right direction to see if that's something that would be beneficial for you to make you a better season-long or DFS player. And even if it's not just about fantasy football, maybe you just want to uh, uh, have an idea of what DFS is about. Maybe you're brand new to DFS and you want to get some information on how that all works, what kind of games to play. That's what our Mastermind Chat is made for. That's why we created this year, having some great feedback, and I think it's definitely something that most people would like to take a look at. And for we have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available but again if you have questions definitely hit us up we'll get you on the right track trying to get you to become a better dfs and season-long owner so let's move right into in today's podcast. Um, let's talk about the game last night. The Washington Redskins lose to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings ground game looks fantastic. Dalvin Cook looks like the one of the best running backs in football. As I talked about earlier in the season, I fear for his injury-prone history, um, but if he can stay healthy, he is one, he is going to finish the season as one of the better backs. The guy has phenomenal talent. I was just worried about his injury-prone, and if I did take Dalvin Cook, I'm definitely going to. Uh, I wanted to uh, handcuff him with. Alexander Madison, that kid looks legit too. A couple long runs last night. They got called back for uh, for penalties. Would have had a much much nicer game, but he still had a nice game as it was. Solid game from Alexander Madison, and obviously Dalvin Cook, fantastic game against Washington Redskins defense. On the Redskins side of the side of the ball. 
for as limited amount of role that he had and limited number of stat, uh, uh, receptions he had, Terry McLaurin does look like the real deal. One thing that's kind of a kind of a worrisome is we thought once Dwayne Haskins would come into the game, he would definitely be looking for his old uh, his former college teammate. He only had one target, but then again, I think a lot of that has to do with Dwayne Haskins is still getting accustomed to this league with Case Keenum going out with a concussion yesterday. Um, this is this is the second time that Haskins came in and kind of struggled to kind of get his feet going as an NFL quarterback. We don't know if that's going to happen right away. Maybe it's not going to happen for a couple years. Maybe it's not going to happen this year. But I still believe if Haskins is the starting quarterback, maybe he has a full week to kind of train as the quarterback um, that, that week. I think he's going to get uh, McLaurin more and more involved. And I absolutely love what I've seen out of the kid. If, if Of all the players on the Redskins offense, I think the only player that I can truly trust on a regular basis is McLaurin. The Vikings have a very good defense. And even though he had only had four catches for not even 50 yards receiving, it was just the routes that he ran, the way he got open, those kind of plays there. It's just up to the quarterback to get him the ball, and hopefully that can happen, whether it be Case Keenum, whether it be Dwayne Haskins. We've seen those big games from McLaurin early. And I think he's only kind of scratched the surface of what he can do. I do like what I've seen out of the young rookie this year for the Redskins. As for the rest of the team, sure, you can go Adrian Peterson. I think Peterson's a decent play depending on the matchup. Um, Paul Richardson can be a matchup play as well. But for the most part, the only player that I'm truly, really trusting moving forward on the Redskins is going to be Terry McLaurin. As for the Vikings, plenty of options to look at. Stefan Diggs, once we got that squeaky wheel kind of uh, fed the ball by Kirk Cousins, we've seen about three straight games of him going over 125 150 yards receiving putting up monster numbers and without Adam Thielen last night it definitely was the Stefan Diggs and Dalvin Cook show but again Alexander Madison looks to part I think they can use Madison kind of in a, in a, in a dual role I think they, they want to limit what they have out of Dalvin Cook because they have seen the injury pass in, in the past with him so I think we are going to see more and more out of Dalvin uh, out of uh, I'm sorry out of, out, out of Madison he looks the part. He is a rookie, so he's going to have those rookie uh, uh, mental lapses at times. But for the most part, Madison does look like a real deal. I loved his athletic ability, love his speed, love his size. I think he's a nice complement to Dalvin Cook. And again, if you do have Cook and you, you and you don't have the handcuff, definitely look into the handcuff because I think we're look, looking to point now, especially with our stud running backs, we definitely want to make sure we handcuff those running backs, especially with the caliber of um, Cook with a player like Madison. If he is forced to go into the role of Dalvin Cook, I think he's going to be fine in that offense. As for the upcoming games this weekend, we're going to start with the 2-5 and five Denver Broncos heading to the 4-2 and two Indianapolis Colts. The Broncos looking for the future. They're looking at the rebuild mode. They shipped off Emmanuel Sanders, which makes Cortland Sutton the guy in that offense. I think he's going to have a, a, a phenomenal second half of the season. I thought this was going to happen with Emmanuel Sanders. I think Sutton was going to eventually take over that starting, uh, that, that number one role there in the passing game. And we've seen it in, in the last few weeks with Sutton uh, t- taking over that leadership role, taking over that number one role. Now with Sanders officially gone from the from the Broncos organization, he is definitely going to have to take over that role. I do also think that we're going to see some decent games out of Deshaun Hamilton. The second-year wide receiver came in with the same class as Sutton. I think uh, Hamilton's a player that we can definitely keep an eye on. 
I'm not going to trust him right away, but I think he's a fine GPP option this week. And, and as for the ground game, we're seeing much more of a Royce Freeman role than we are Philip Lindsay. This is kind of what the way I thought it was going to happen last year. We're seeing it more this year. Freeman's getting more of those snaps, and I think they're going to want to have Lindsay be more of that uh, that splash back where maybe he's going to get less carries and less touches, but with those lesser cut touches, um, we're going to see a bigger impact from Lindsay. I still think he's a fine flex moving forward, and I think uh, for the second half of the season, I don't think um, I think we can also look at Royce Freeman as maybe a low end uh, RB two especially in standard leagues, but he's still getting some decent points in those PPR leagues as well. He's being used a little more out of the backfield. I think we're starting to see the youth movement in Denver. We're also going to have to hopefully see more out of Noah Fant. Right now we can't trust him as a tight end option, but I still think he does have a slate-breaking ability in him. So if you play DFS and you play multiple lineups, I think it's a, it's a smart move to kind of throw Fant in there because of how cheap he is and because I do think he does have a slate-breaking ability. It's just I don't know when that's going to happen. So if you play multiple lineups, I definitely think Fant is someone you want to maybe kind of uh, keep hitting on because eventually that slate-breaking ability is going to happen and he's going to break a slate where I think he's going to be on one of those big GPP winners. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. I don't know that when it's going to happen. could be this week, could be next week, could be later on in the season, but I think Fant does have that slate-breaking ability on uh, from the tight end position. As for the Colts, um, Jacoby Brissett uh, stepping in for Andrew Luck with the sudden retirement in the offseason. I was not sold on this Colts offense uh, kind of getting going. We're seeing a leadership role out of Brissett. He looks fine as a starting quarterback. He looks uh, pretty good, actually, as a starting quarterback for the Colts. They got a great offensive line. They got a good ground game. They got good wide receivers. They have a good defense, a, a decent defense. Maybe not a good defense, but it's definitely decent. So uh, the Colts are definitely one of the teams that is going to be fighting for the shot of playing come February. Um, representing the AFC in the big game come February. Um, Obviously, I think the team to beat, obviously, is going to be New England. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs with a healthy Mahomes, but definitely don't count out the Indianapolis Colts. As for this week, I'm much more inclined to uh, play the ground game with like a Marlon Mack. I don't know how much I'm going to how, much, how many shares just because of the other uh, other games this weekend of the passing game, but I do like Mac quite a bit this weekend against the Denver Broncos. Give me the Colts over the Broncos in Week Eight. Next up, we have this five and two Seattle Seahawks heading to the one and six Atlanta Falcons. Um, as of Friday, doing this uh, podcast, we did hear that uh, uh, Matt Ryan was on the site, w- w- was actually practicing with the team, doing some drills with the team. So his availability is still up in the air. Um, I, personally, I don't know how much uh, they're going to want to push Matt Ryan. The team's one and six; they're not looking very good on offense. This is a, this is likely going to be a year that we're not going to see this team go anywhere. So are, I think they're going to take their time and kind of make sure Matt Ryan doesn't have any setbacks with that ankle injury. If it is a high ankle sprain, those are definitely things that you don't. Uh, they're not easy to come back with and they're not easy to they're not uh injuries to come back fit quickly with so I definitely think we definitely have to keep an eye on Matt Ryan but even if Matt Ryan can't go the uh, players like Julio Jones I think it's gonna be fine I think Devonta Freeman could be decent uh, maybe they rely on him a little more in the ground game against the Seattle Seahawks 
As for the rest of the season, I think with the uh, the, the the Falcons shipping out um, Mohamed Sanu, I think Calvin Ridley, I talked about earlier on Instagram, I think Calvin Ridley is more of a buy-low model. I think he's definitely a player that I think I want to target, especially if you're thin at the wide receiver position. Ridley is a nice option to uh, maybe buy-low on because I think some of those targets that were going Sanu's way is going to go Ridley's way, and especially if Matt Ryan can get back in the lineup, I do like Ridley rest of the season. Austin Hooper's going to be fine. I think the, the, the tight end position obviously going to – especially if Matt Schaub is forced to play this weekend. Maybe we look more at the tight end position because of those little check downs to the running back, to the wider, to the tight ends. And again, Julio Jones will be fine no matter who the quarterback is. He, yes, he hasn't had his monster uh, season that we're used to out of Julio Jones, but Julio Jones is one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in football. Definitely think he's going to get back on track, and I think it can happen this week against the Seattle Seahawks, who, as defensively, they're not the Seahawks of the years past. They can be beat on defense. As for the Seahawks' offense, Absolutely love Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf this week. If I'm picking an option, obviously Lockett's more of a cash game play, but he's also a fantastic uh, GPP play where DK Metcalf is much more of a GPP play for me because he has he has had those games where he hasn't done much, but he does have two touchdown upside, especially against a, a bad Atlanta Falcons defense. Um, obviously Chris Carson's going to be a player that's going to be popular, and I don't mind the Seattle defense because of the turnovers and the sacks that have been allowed by the Falcons offense. Give me Seattle by a couple scores over the Falcons. Next up, we have the Buff- uh, Buffalo Bills hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Buffalo sitting at five and one. Philadelphia sitting at three and four. I think this is going to be a game that's going to kind of be, be a kind of a sneaky shootout. Both defenses are, are pretty good. Um, the Bills have a pretty decent defense. The Eagles have a very good rush defense, but they're very skeptical against the pass. I can actually see both passing teams, uh, passing games for both teams, kind of having a decent day this week. Um, the, the one player that I likely am looking at, um, you likely can't fade him because in season long you, you draft him as a high player. He's definitely probably going to be your starter. But I think Zach Ertz is a player that we can maybe see have a down game again. He really hasn't had much of a, of a, of a, a positive start to the 2019 season. And I, and I think with the, the way the Buffalo Bills do uh, uh, defend the tight end position, I can see another down game out of Ertz. I do like the receivers in Philadelphia. I do like Miles Sanders a bit out of the backfield as a pass catcher. I'm not a, a big fan of Jordan Howard, but I think Jordan Howard is a player you can also look at against the Buffalo Bills who are um, they're better against the pass than they are against the ground. But I do believe the Eagles are able to get going uh, through the air um, to try to snap the losing uh, the last week's loss to the Dallas Cowboys. As for the Bills, each and every week I am a fan of Josh Allen. I think he has slate-breaking ability. I think he has two or three touchdown upside on a weekly basis. The guy can get it done with his arm as well as his legs. I love Josh Allen to um, John Brown GPP. I don't mind Cole Beasley as well. Dawson Knox, a tight end if you're in a deep league. I don't mind him as well as a tight end. And I think both defenses, even though I think it's going to be an offensive game, I do think both defenses are worth playing. Because, again, in, in fantasy, we don't really care about the, 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 the score. Don't really care about the yards. We're looking for turnovers. We're looking for sacks. And I think both the Eagles and Buffalo Bills can get those with those defenses uh, as well as allowing points and yards in this game. I like a lot of parties in this game. I think this is going to be a fantasy goodness type of game. Give me the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, give me the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Bills at home um, with maybe a late score late to put the Eagles on top in that game. 
Next up, we have the Chicago uh, the Chicago Bears hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers coming in at two and five. Bears sitting at five hundred. Both teams kind of underperforming from where I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. The Chargers started out the year two and two with Austin Eckler as the lead back there in in L.A. with Melvin Gordon out with his uh, holdouts since Gordon's been back. The offense kind of looks lost. The offense looks like they don't have an identity that they're finding out there. The Bears themselves are struggling on offense. I personally don't know why they're not running the ball more with David Montgomery with the, with the backs there in Chicago. I think a lot of it has to do with Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not a, a fan of Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's not a very good quarterback. He's starting to show uh, regression um, after last year. Last year he was decent um, off and on throughout the season. But, I, but this year we're seeing a quarterback kind of falling backwards and not uh, making that leap like we thought maybe the second-year uh, player would do. I don't know if I can trust the Bears' offense, but I do think their defense is legit. I think the Chargers' defense is, is legit over their offense, and until they can kind of figure out what's going on with this uh, offense in, in L.A., I think the offense is going to struggle. I think Austin Eckler needs to get more carries. Um, he's, he's very involved in the passing game, um, even with Melvin Gordon there, but since Melvin Gordon came back, Gordon is treated as the starting running back, which he probably should be by the name value, but Austin Eckler deserves much more playing time I think it, it, it should be actually favor Eckler because of what he did at the beginning of the year. Um, but obviously with name value and, and all that kind of stuff with Melvin Gordon, he's going to be the, the, the lead back there. We are hearing rumors about possible trades with Melvin Gordon. So if that does, I think it can help both more Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. If Gordon does get moved, it kind of push, uh, leapfrogs Austin Eckler to borderline RB1, RB2 uh, status. But right now, Eckler with Gordon, they're both more of a flex play to me. Uh, but I prefer Eckler especially in PPR leagues moving forward if they're on the same team. As for the Bears, I think this is a game that we can kind of see um – uh, Allen Robinson kind of we've we've seen him it doesn't matter who the quarterback is Allen Robinson is a fantastic receiver imagine if he has someone that is a good quarterback get him the ball I do like Robinson quite a bit this weekend against the Chargers defense but if I'm picking between the two I think it's much more of a defensive struggle give me the Bears over the Chargers um, on Sunday Next up, we have the two and five Giants heading to the two three and one uh, Detroit Lions Lions are one of those teams that we're hearing talks. Maybe uh, maybe they look into the Melvin Gordon trade. Maybe they look at Kenyon Drake. Um, as, as, of, as of recording this podcast, neither has happened, but I think both uh, options are possibilities for the Detroit Lions. As of right now, um, they're going to be having Ty Johnson step in for on Johnson, who likely is going to be out for a substantial amount of time, being put on the IR with injury. That has me much more on the passing game for Detroit Lions. I think Matthew Stafford, um, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson can all be fantastic plays this weekend against a skeptical pass defense for the Giants. As for the Giants, I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a monster game another week back after returning last week. I think Barkley against this uh, Detroit Lions defense. And again, the Lions are decent against the pass, but they're not very good against the run. Um, they're, they're worse against the run than they are pass, what I should say. And I think Barkley can have a fantastic game this weekend. I like both offenses quite a bit in this game. I think it's another one of those that can be a kind of a sneaky shootout between the Giants and the Lions. For GPPs, I love TJ Hawkinson paired up with Matthew Stafford. I think a lot of people may go back to the Marvin Jones after his big game last week, but I think Galladay is the wide receiver I want this week against the Giants. And going back to the Giants, um, if uh, if healthy, I think uh, Sterling Shepard is, is a nice GPP play. But for right now, I think the only option that I like on the Giants is Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram, and maybe sprinkle a little bit of Daniel Jones as well. I do like Danny Dimes um, 
rest of the season with this offense, especially once he gets healthy, once Sterling Shepard can join um, the return of Barkley and, and Ingram, who both returned last week. This offense can be a decent offense for the rest of the season. Give me the Lions over the, uh, over the Giants. Maybe a late score by Matthew Stafford and company to take the, the lead after uh, a tie game late. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-4, and four, heading to Tennessee to take on the 3-4 and four Titans. Tampa Bay had to sit out their bye week after that horrible London matchup where Jameis Winston was nothing to be found. He was a, he was a turnover machine in, in London, hoping to get bounced back uh, against a, a decent Tennessee Titan defense. But again, I think the Titans' uh, rush defense is better than their pass defense. I do think Tampa Bay can kind of get going uh, with the pass as long as the weather's good. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like in Tennessee, but if it's nice weather, I think I definitely think Tampa Bay can get going with their passing game. And with, the, with t- Tennessee being much, much better against the run, that's not the Tampa Bay strength. We know the Buccaneers want to throw the ball and throw the ball plenty. So I do like Jameis Winston. I do uh, in GPPs with either one of his wide receivers. I like God, Godwin uh, as the number one there. Um, he's kind of taken over that number one role over Mike Evans. But again, both wide receivers are, 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 are fine plays. We've seen... O.J. Howard uh, kind of struggled to start the year, but if he does start, and, and, and again, I think he has a, uh, a hamstring injury this week, so his availability is going to be kind of up in the air. If he, if he goes, I think he's a, a, a nice play, and if he can't go, I think Cameron Brayton steps in that role, and I think either one of those can be a top 12 play this week in t- at uh, tight end. As for the Titans, the only player that I'm really really on this week is going to be Derrick Henry, but uh, this game could um, be more of a passing game, and if that's the case, I think that can take away Derrick Henry. Henry's um, upside because he's much more of a uh, ground and pound kind of back. Yes, Ryan Tannehill has um, kind of improved this offense for Tennessee since he's taken over the, the starting job for Marcus Mariota. He's kind of made Corey Davis, made A.J. Brown, made Delaney Walker a little better in the passing game. We couldn't trust uh, Brown or Davis with uh, Mariota. Seems like now we can kind of trust him with Tannehill. I've never been a big Tannehill fan, but I think he definitely is worth a GPP look against a bad Tampa Bay secondary. Give me the Tennessee Titans in a close game over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals heading to London to take on the Los Angeles Rams. The Bengals are fighting the Dolphins for that worst team, worst record. This offensive line in Cincinnati is horrendous, making it hard to uh, play and want to play Joe Mixon. Very high on Joe Mixon coming into the year. A bad year to go all in with the, uh, young, the young running back there in Cincinnati. Fortunately, I was able to trade him in a couple leagues, but I am stuck with him in quite a few of my leagues because, I, like I said, I did go all in with Joe Mixon. If I tell you to take a player, I'm going to take the player as well. I'm going to tell you the players that I like. So if I, it's a player that I, that I like, I'm definitely going to have a, a big share as well of him. Have too many shares of Joe Mixon. I don't know if he's going to be able to get it going. One thing I did see, if, if you're playing on DraftKings, his salary is super low. But I still don't even know if I can go that route. The, the offensive line is horrendous. The Rams' defense can be good. The addition of Jalen Ramsey helps that entire defense there in Los Angeles. Um, and with the over, the, over, over, over the, the, the pond there in London, you got to wonder how much the, the Bengals are going to be able to kind of get up for this game. Um, if, it, if I'm the Bengals, I'm taking offers for um, A.J. Green. Sounds like they're not going to be doing that. But why? Um, to keep an aging player like A.J. Green where you can get something for him. This team needs to go young. This team needs m- m- plenty of help on the offensive line. Get a draft pick for A.J. Green and use that uh, draft pick on the offensive line, which they need a lot of help in. 
with that offensive line, it makes players like Joe Mixon, makes players like um, Tyler Boyd, both players that should have an impact um, this season, but both players are Boyd's a little better, this seems like, this year. Mixon's been very, very struggling, as I talked about earlier. But I think both players are GPP players, options only. And I'm likely going to have neither of them in my GPPs just because of how bad this offensive line is. As for the Rams, I think it's going to be anything and everything for the Rams. I think you can go with the ground game with Todd Gurley, or you can go with the passing game with Todd uh, Jared Goff. If I'm ranking the wide receivers there in um, Los Angeles, it's going to be Cup, Woods, and then Cooks, and I think there's also availability for Everett to kind of uh, c- catch value as well, and I like the Rams defense against that bad Bengals offensive line. Give me the Rams in a sh- blowout over the Bengals on Sunday in London. <clears throat> Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals, 3-3-1, three, three, and one, looking solid on offense, um, looking pretty good, at, actually, on offense with Kyler Murray. They take on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, 6-1. and one. Since Drew Brees went down, some people thought maybe this team was going to kind of fall back a little bit, but they have the defense. Their defense is playing lights out. Teddy Bridgewater is playing lights out football. Uh, Michael Thomas is playing lights out football. Haven't seen much out of Alvin Kamara without Drew Brees. Um, last week he, he, he was out with an injury. Sounds like both Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara might be back this week. If it's me, I'm letting both sit just because it's going to be hard to possibly um, lose to the Cardinals at home, especially the way, with the way their, their defense is playing. So I would let Drew Brees and Kamara sit another week. But it sounds like both are kind of leaning towards playing um, if that's the case, I think obviously you have to start either one of them in fantasy. They're both players that can put up big numbers and where you draft them. They are starting kind of players. So obviously it depends on your backup for quarterback, but I think Alvin Kamara is obviously going to be a start just because of where you drafted them. As for the Cardinals, I think you can start pretty much anybody on the Cardinals. Kind of be a little worrisome going up against a very good New Orleans defense. Hearing rumors about David Johnson being another game-time decision. If it's me, I don't think I can play David Johnson no matter what. Hopefully you have uh, other options at running back. With what happened last week, it just kind of scares me, even if he is active, that he doesn't play much. And again, he's going against a Saints defense that is very good. I'd rather him sit out, and that would make Chase Edmonds a PPR play for me. I think even if... Um, even with the, the Saints defense, I think Chase Edmonds is a solid play um, in PPR leagues because of what, what he's going to be doing in the backfield. And the only, only reason I don't like David Johnson is because of what happened last week. So if I knew David Johnson was healthy with me, fine. I think no matter who started J- Johnson or Edmonds, I'd be fine with. But I'm only going Edmonds just because of what happened last week with Johnson. Even if he is active, I don't know if I want to start him against the Saints defense, and especially a player that's uh, left very early last week. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's another player that I think we can look at. Don't like the matchup against the Saints. Uh, secondary there, but he's he's definitely a very consistent player. Christian Kirk can be looked at in GPPs if he is healthy. And I like either option at tight end, um, whoever starts for the Saints, whether it be Jared Cook or Josh Hill. Cook has an injury, so if Cook can't go, I think Hill's a, a, a value tight, a tight end that you can look at in DFS, and obviously we can look at the New Orleans Saints defense. Give me the Saints in a blowout over the Arizona Cardinals, who are finally going to look like uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe look like the team that a lot of people thought, but I think the Cardinals are showing that they can play with this offense there in Arizona. But I like the Saints over the Cardinals this week. Next up, we have the one and five Jets taking on the three and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Anytime you hear your quarterback talking about he sees ghosts on national television, not a good sign for your uh, starting starting quarterback there in New York against the Patriots. 
But I think this is a game that we can kind of go back to Sam Darnold as a GPP play. The Jaguars' defense can be good, but they also can be had as well. Um, so I do like Sam Darnold. I do like uh, um, Jamison Crowder, and I do like Robbie Anderson. That passing game, and obviously Le'Veon Bell is a, is a start in any kind of format. If I'm looking at wide receivers, I like Crowder more in cash games and season-long, and I like more of a GPP option for uh, Robbie Anderson. As for the Jaguars, I love Leonard Fournette. The volume he's getting, he's getting the... Uh, those uh, prime years that we saw Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh, that's the kind of uh, volume we're seeing out of Leonard Fournette. He's producing that volume. Fournette has uh, turned it on very nicely the last few weeks. Ever since that big, huge breakout game against the Broncos, Fournette is playing as one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. With that volume, he's uh, producing that volume, and I think he's a must-start every week, no matter what the, the format is. I think he's a GPP play. I think he's a cash game play, season-long play. Whatever, whatever you play for fantasy, Leonard Fournette is one of the better options at running back. As for the passing game, I think Guard Minshew, D.D. Westbrook, and D.J. Shark are all viable to play. If I'm picking between the wide receivers, I think Shark's more of the cash game play, but I, and, I, and I absolutely love D.D. Westbrook. It's a GPP. I don't mind a Robbie Anderson and D.D. Westbrook GPP combo play this weekend. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Jets this Sunday. Next up, we have the 49ers hosting the Carolina Panthers. The 4-2 Carolina Panthers taking on the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. 49ers defense is legit. Carolina Panthers come in with the cheat code that is you know, Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be who's going to be able to, to take advantage of it. Is it going to be McCaffrey against a very good rush defense of 49ers? Or can the 49ers defense shut down Christian McCaffrey? Obviously, you're not sitting McCaffrey. Obviously, you're not sitting the 49ers defense. Personally, I think I'm going to fade McCaffrey in the big GPPs. Um, usually I'm not a, a, a defense matters kind of thing. If the player is legit, the player is fantastic. I don't care what the defense is. Um, but for, for me, I think it's much more of his ownership in those big GPPs with the season that McCaffrey's having. I think he's going to be highly owned against the 49ers. And we know the 49ers do have a legit rush defense and pass defense. So I'm hoping that McCaffrey can kind of be human this week against the 49ers. He's about the only player that, I, that, that I'm actually looking at in, uh, in season-long for McCaffrey. Um, I think you can look at DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel in GPPs. But again, the 49ers defense is so good. I don't know how many shares I want to have of anybody there on Carolina. I think this game is going to be much more of a defensive struggle between the two teams. Panthers also have a pretty decent defense as well. I think you can take some, some, some gambles on Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda in GPPs. Um, George Kittle, obviously, I think is, is uh, rosterable no matter what the matchup is because he's one of the better tight ends. But I think both defenses are going to come out big, come out strong this weekend. And I think we're going to also see if Kyle Allen can get the W in San Francisco. There's going to be a huge quarterback controversy there once Cam Newton can return. My opinion is I think the Chicago Bears, with the play of Mitchell Trubisky, I think they should talk to the Carolina Panthers and see if that's something that they can kind of make a trade for for Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton makes too much sense to be the Bears off, uh, quarterback with what they want to do on offense and defense. Cam Newton kind of makes sense to me. I don't know if that's legit, but that's just my opinion. Give me the 49ers in a defensive slug fest against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the disappointing Cleveland Browns sitting at 2 and 4, taking on the unstoppable, unmovable unbeatable right now. New England Patriots, the defense is playing lights out. That is not good news for the Browns. That's not good news for Baker Mayfield. That's not good news for Jarvis Landry, who is calling out a guaranteed win. I think that's a uh, not the very smart thing to do for Landry. 
We know they're going to take Odell Beckham out. I think the only player on the on the Browns that I think I'm actually looking at for any kind of uh, format, and I don't know how, how much I'm going to have outside of season long, is Nick Chubb. He's about the only player on this offense that has kind of done anything with the struggles this team has had. Nick Chubb has kind of done his own thing. Um, he's kind of proving those players that maybe thought that uh, Kareem Hunt was going to be able to come in and steal a job. That's not going to happen. Chubb is playing fantastic football right now. I think he can kind of have his way a little bit with the Patriots' defense. But the Patriots' defense is a, is a defense we don't want to attack. So that's about the only player I'm going to go with against the excuse me against the Patriots. Um, as for the Patriots, Tom Brady, James White, Sonny Michelle. Um, Mohamed Sanu, New England defense, Julian Edelman. I think there's anybody that you, that you have there on that roster you can start in season long. If I'm if I'm picking a player that I like the most, I'm likely going to be. Uh, I really like Sonny Michelle in this game. I think we're going to see again, as I talked about earlier on Instagram, I, I, I put out there that I think uh, by low, um, we, we already talked about my buy low earlier about the uh, Calvin Ridley. My sell high was Sonny Michelle. If you want to wait another week, I think we can get another decent game out of Sonny Michelle, which might make his price tag go up a little more next week. I definitely think that Sonny Michelle is a sell high with the game he had, three touchdowns, where he falls in the end zone for those touchdowns. He's not getting the, the touches he has. And again, with the Patriots, they always have a, um, a crowded backfield there, and we don't know who's going to get the run. He's not involved in the passing game like James White is. But this is a game that I think he can kind of excel against the, the Browns. And obviously the, the New England defense, they're a must-start no matter what. If you have New England's defense, it's good for you. You're likely sitting at a nice record because of the advantage they give you at the position. Give me the Patriots by a couple scores over the Cleveland Browns. Next up, we have the Oakland Raiders taking on the Houston Texans. The 3-3 three and three Raiders and the 4-3 and three Houston Texans. As for the Raiders, I think we can we can look at Derek Carr and GPPs. Uh, Josh Jacobs and uh, Darren Waller, I think, are both playable in any format. Both players are looking fantastic. Waller is looking like the real deal. Coming into the season, I was very high on him as a, 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 a sleeper tight end. He's proven to be one of the better tight ends. He's last year's version of George Kittle. Um, next year, I think he's going to be highly owned in a lot of leagues. People are going to target him early, and I think he's going to be well worth it because I think we're seeing a star in the making in Waller. As for the uh, Texans, with the injury to Will Fuller, that's going to make Kenny Stills and Kiki Cootie a little more interesting. Love Stills moving forward. Um, I, th- I like him a little bit over Cootie just because of what Stills brings to the table. Um, and with Fuller likely out for a substantial amount of time, Stills was one of my uh, top targets to pick up in season long. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to get back to – last week we saw him get back to his normal self. I think now that Will Fuller is out, they're going to rely on him a little more than they had in the past. Um, but I still do think that we're going to see Stills. I think Stills is much more of the cash game play, where Cootie is a little more of the GPP play. But I do like both in GPPs this week. Give me the Houston Texans over the Oakland Raiders. Sunday night, we have the Green Bay Packers 6-1 and one, heading to Kansas City to take on the 5-2 and two Chiefs. Sounds like it's, uh, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but I don't see how Patrick Mahomes plays on Sunday night. They were saying a three-week injury, so I don't see how he plays, but he has not been ruled out just yet. Um, if that's the case... How healthy is he really going to be? I, I don't think he plays this weekend, so I think we're going to be relying on Matt Moore. Um, if you're playing the one-game slate, obviously uh, that's where I'm going to be looking at Matt Moore. I'm not going to be looking at him in a season long at all. Aaron Rodgers looking to bounce back from a, a – not, not really bounce, not, not bounce back because he had a monster game, but 
uh, re-up his huge game last week. Um, I think against the Chiefs offense, if it was Patrick Mahomes, I think we'd see a little more um, firepower out of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think they can have to do as much as if there was a Patrick Mahomes there. I do love Aaron Jones, and I do like Rodgers. I just don't like any of his pass catchers because of the way he spreads the ball around. Um, if it's not Devontae Adams, I think the pass catchers are kind of – we don't know who's going to be stepping up for this uh, pass-catching group. Um, if Adams does play this weekend, I don't know how many shares I'm going to have him in the DFS part just because he says he's not quite healthy yet. Is he going to be more of a um, just out there to kind of get going, or is he actually healthy 100%? I don't think the, the latter part is there. I'm going to likely going to give him a week. But obviously, if you have season-long, I think you have to start him in season-long, depending on your other options. But I like Jones a little more than the passing game against the Chiefs my, if there is no Mahomes. If Mahomes does play, I do like Rodgers a little more than Jones because I think it's going to be a shootout uh, game if that's the case. As for the Chiefs, with or without um, – Patrick Mahomes, I think you can start Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and anything. I think Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman are both GPP options. I'm not very uh, very high on the ground game in Kansas City. If I'm picking one or the other, it's McCoy over Damian Williams for me. Give me the Packers in a very close game over the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. And closing out the Week 8 football week, um, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dolphins have not won a game yet. The Steelers have plenty of injuries, sitting at a uh, uh, kind of a struggling 2-4. and four. This might be one of the worst games for primetime this season. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't want very many pieces of the Dolphins. The only way that you're going to be play, playing the Dolphins is in that one-game slate. This one-game slate might be one of the worst ones of the season. Not a very good game for fantasy purposes. Um, if, if, you're, if you're a Steeler fan, I think you, we do see the, the game that we've been waiting for for Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's in for a big game. I think James Conner can have a decent-sized game. But if they get out to a big lead, I can see Conner sitting back and they're letting Benny Snell get some more play because we do know, know that Conner's been dinged up this year. So if they get up to a decent-sized lead, I can see them benching him and getting more Snell. So I do, I do, I do like Snell quite a bit in GBPs, and I do like him as a play in that one-game slate just because I think the game script could be there where he gets more look in the second half over Connor because they have a decent lead. Love the Pittsburgh defense. We know the Dolphins struggle um, with uh, turnovers and sacks. This Steelers defense is one of the better ones in the league. Um, they're a very sneaky defense. A lot of people don't realize it, but they are very good. Um, and, and against the Miami Dolphins, this defense could be lights out on Monday night. Give me the Steelers in a blowout over the Dolphins, which most people may turn off by halftime if you have the game on at all. That'll do week eight. The trade deadline is upcoming this upcoming week. Plenty of names out there. What's going to happen? We'll have more and more of those as they happen on Instagram. As I hear things, I'll let you guys know. Right now, I'm keeping an eye on the Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake news. Are they going to get dealt? Will the Detroit Lions take either one of them? I think somebody's going to get traded to Detroit Lions. Just a matter of fact of, of who's going to happen, who's going to get the one dealt there. Hope you have a fantastic week. And again, if you have not followed us on, over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Our rankings are always free. They're always up there by Wednesday mornings. So definitely keep an eye on our, on our rankings. We update them throughout the week. And they're free. They're free on the site uh, to go take a look at. We also have premium behind the, the paywall articles as well for both DFS and season-long, both season-long and weekly packages available. Our mastermind chat, 
weekly, monthly, full season packages available. Definitely take a look at it if you want another fantasy football mind in your back pocket. Questions answered within 24 hours. Dynasty, redraft, trades, DFS, whatever the fantasy football question you have is, I will answer it. We will bounce it back and forth. Have a great day, and let's dominate those leagues. See you later. 